You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm your host for today, Monica Strutt, and I'm really excited to be back with another episode after a few months hiatus. And if you want to know what's been happening with me, then definitely check out last week's episode where I kind of uh, explain my absence from this podcast for a little while. And uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a wild ride, but super fun. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back though, talking to you. And I'm back today with with another episode from the Coach Em All series. Now, this is a free workshop that I'm doing fortnightly with my friends, Jaden Roy from Yeah That Agency and Destroy All Lines. He is a manager and a booking agent and also band coach, Stephen Canatelli. And it's this free workshop that we're doing via Zoom, which you can sign up at monicastrat.com slash coach all. And the discussions that are happening within these free workshops are so good. So I've taken a few excerpts, chopped them up and published them on the Daily Music Business podcast for you to enjoy. Because yeah, honestly, the uh, golden nuggets are just too good not to repurpose and uh, get out there as much as possible. And today you'll hear us answering a question all around how to spend a limited marketing budget. And this is such an interesting and kind of low question, but basically I dive into what you should be spending your money on when it comes to your releases and trying to get as much exposure for those releases as possible. We also dive into the customer journey and basically the customer journey is something that you definitely need to wrap your head around about how your perspective fans find you, how they get to know you and how you build a relationship with them and then eventually how how you convert them to a customer and yeah, talk about Spotify ads, Facebook ads, a whole bunch of topics that I know that you're going to find super beneficial and also about networking and building relationships. We kind of go on a tangent there, but it's super relevant. So before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the Daily Music Business Podcast. And if you like this podcast, you'll also love my podcast, which is called Being in a Band. It's a podcast for musicians and music industry professionals who want to work in the music industry full time. Also come find me on my socials. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. I'm particularly active on Instagram though. So definitely come send me a DM over there. If you found me through this podcast, I'd love to know just because often when you're recording a podcast, it feels like you're just speaking into a void and I'm just sitting in this room by myself with a coffee and hoping that this episode helps the people that it is destined to help. So without further ado, here is episode two of the Coach Mall series, all about how to spend a limited promo budget for your next release. Shannon says, for an artist still in the early stages of building an audience with a limited budget, what should the spending priorities be with regards to promotion around release? That's all you, Monica. Take it away. That's definitely a Mon question. Okay. So um, if I had a set budget for a release, the first thing I think about is how can I get the most bang for my buck with this budget? So 
I'm going to assume that you haven't recorded any music yet. And then I'll talk about if, if you're talking about just marketing after. So if you haven't recorded any music, I'd for sure invest in the product. That's what I would invest in above any sorts of marketing or anything like that. Invest in a really good quality single and really good quality video. I mean, within reason, don't go spending like, you know, a crazy budget, but, um, you know, in, invest in something that looks good. Um, and also work with a producer and a videographer who has worked with bands who are kind of where you want to be. That's where I see the real value because no matter how much budget you spend on marketing, the best marketing strategy, if the product's not there, it's not really going to mean anything. Um, so that's like the first thing, but assuming you have the product there, it's looking great. Let's just talk about marketing and promotion. So if I had to choose one avenue of promo, I'd probably pick PR. And the reason for that above like Facebook ads or Spotify ads or anything like that is PR for me at least brings about not only exposure for the actual release, but also credibility, which maybe, I don't know if it's like a controversial thing, but PR gives your band credibility. And it also gives you exposure for what you're trying to promote exposure in general for the band. And it also, um, which is such a Monica thing to say, it also gives you social media content. So it's like, it's kind of like a win-win. And I think a lot of bands get discouraged from doing PR because it can seem like quite a big investment. I mean, for a single, it can be like a thousand dollars or so for a month of PR, um, at the minimum, but PR is also something that needs to be built upon. So you'll find that each PR campaign will kind of build upon the other one as you establish relationships with media outlets. Um, and you know, with each song that you release, it's kind of like a cumulative effect rather than a one and done. Oh, I didn't really only got a couple of small blog posts and then, um, you know, choosing to, uh, not do PR next time. So yeah, I would have to pick PR. Obviously a well-rounded approach is always good. I mean, PR isn't going to like get you a shit ton of views on your video, or it's not going to get you a shit ton of streams necessarily. It's more about um, building upon your organic um, fans that you already have and the credibility and the network and industry kind of credibility as well. Um, So yeah, but if you've got more budget, obviously I would put it towards Facebook ads. There's a couple of different ads obviously that you can do. Um, YouTube ads, I've really, really been liking lately because YouTube ads are so inexpensive. And I think that, um, yeah, I've just worked with a lot of bands that they've worked really well for and had people coming over who have seen the ad and actually commenting and engaging on the video and saying, oh my God, I found you through an ad. And that's because with YouTube ads, you can actually target it a lot easier than you can with Facebook ads. You can actually choose what channels you want your ad to be shown. So for example, I can say that I want my band's video to, you know, the ad for my band's video to be shown on like um, the Unified channel or, um, you know, Warner Music or, you know, any sort of associated YouTube channels. I can actually target that and I can also target um, bands as well. Um, Spotify ads are a little bit more expensive. Um, they're hit and miss sometimes you have to spend like a minimum of like 250 bucks. Um, so Mm -hmm. they are sort of, if you have a little bit more budget, but for sure PR and then invest in YouTube and Facebook ads and then Spotify last. (laughs) No, absolutely. Could I just, um, add some comments on the PR front as well, Mon? Um, cause like, I can't stress enough how important it is to, you know, 
find a publicist that also suits the band and works best for you as well. Um, you know, and, and just think of it as like, you know, um, I like to think of like PR, you know, with every single release is like building a foundation for your band, you know? So like, you know, um, probably the best example I could think of is like, you know, you're building a house, you know? And so like this house is, you know, your business. And so, you know, um, every release that you do, you're building a foundation for, you know, and like the more that like you have like the same team working for you and building up those opportunities, you know, um, on the given that the songs are good, you know, because obviously like the song is going to be always going to be the most important thing. And, you know, sometimes like um, a lot of people just, you know, kind of blindly believe in their product, but then like don't invest into like different areas to make the song thrive in the best way that they can. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would, um, encourage everyone to, you know, look at like the best um, option for them. And there's a ton of um, new up and coming publicists as well, you know, including, including Mon um, that, you know, is like such a freaking legend at what she does, you know, but there's a, there's a lot that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people there that, you know, just want to give it a, a try and like, you know, um, it's also worth investing your time into the person to also build that up as well, you know, so then you can build that trust and report together. And then like each release, you know, um, some can be hits, some can be misses as well, based on the subjectivity of the song, you know, um, as well. Like, you know, you're not necessarily going to release a banger every single release. Like, you know, you've got to show levels of depth, you know, within like the catalog that you're also releasing, um, you know? And so like, yeah, it is really important to, you know, build that foundation and trust, you know, and, um, hopefully you know as it grows as well like you're building the walls and then you put the pipes in you know and like then you're building this house you know and hopefully that house can stay together and keep on thriving like for each release i really love my house metaphors today sorry no it's definitely a good metaphor like that's totally how i envision it as well with like your first pr campaign may get like a couple of placements here and it's just kind of about the general awareness so that's kind of like your foundation of hey we're here we're a serious band we're investing in ourselves we're investing in our craft we you know PR is like a professional thing to do um you can DIY PR as well um I should also mention that but you do have to go about it the right way <laughs> do you want to yeah. say something yes yeah, I was gonna say uh this is like just because you literally brought that up there this is something when I'm working with a band a lot of bands uh, will spend five to ten thousand dollars on recording an EP, but then go to do their PR DIY to save themselves one or two thousand dollars. Right now, there's no point in going out and re- spending ten thousand dollars on recording if you're not going to put a cup two to three to four thousand dollars into the PR. In my opinion, right? It's all good and well to go, yeah, we want to do this DIY. Um, but I think until you have the knowledge or education to be able to do that, until you've worked with a publicist a number of times and you understand what the method is, how it all kind of works, because, you know, PR is just essentially servicing the product. There are no guarantees in PR. Um, you know, so obviously if you go to do DIY, you need relationships between you and the outlets, if you do not have those relationships, your email will most likely not get opened. So it's really, really important, I think, off the back of what Monica and Jaden said, just to kind of chime in and say, hey, if you're going to spend $10,000, put in the extra two to $4,000 and do the PR for it and give it the best opportunity it can. Now, there's probably some people watching going, oh, that's easy to say, man, maybe you've got two to $4,000 extra dollars 
and, you know, that is a possibility of your world. Um, not really. I'm a band guy as well. I'm a band coach, but I'm a band guy. I understand what it's like to not have money. But it is also when you're looking into the future for, uh, you know, management and booking and all of that stuff, they want to see that you've invested in yourself. If you are not willing to invest in yourself or invest in your product, then it says to a manager or an agent, well, hey, this band doesn't really believe in what they're doing. And, yeah, you might have to put yourself on eating Vegemite on toast for a couple of weeks in order to do it. But it is goring. Or Megorian, yeah, that's it. You know, the old uni budget. Um, Yeah, I really think that, you know, um, it's really important to find the right PR agent and build that relationship. And then if you're in the position, you know, a couple of years down the track where you've learned quite a bit and you want to do DIY, then go for it. But I think, uh, yeah, in the early days, an agent is the way to go. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that, Steve. And um, yeah, just to really reinforce, like, you know, don't cheap out on this stuff. You know, like if you are, you know, if you are serious about this, like you've got to look at your spending in equal realms of every single, you know, category that comes with, you know, the band and as well as the release. You know, when you start cheaping out on stuff, it, it doesn't make me want to open up and check your music out, you know. And like I, I'm the sort of person that really cares a lot about presentation. Um, you know, and if a band sends me something that has like pretty average artwork, I'm not going to be very inclined to take it on, to be honest, you know, um, there's a few rare occasions where I will still listen to it and just give it a chance. But like, you know, I, I try to also listen to everything that gets sent to me and like, you know, very time consuming, but, uh, but in saying that though, like I try to give that opportunity, but there's a lot of bands that send me stuff that always cheaps out and I can clearly see that they've opened it on like Microsoft paint or something and like just done the most DIY cover because they don't care about that element. You know, if you don't care about that element, spend a couple hundred dollars working with like, you know, a young graphic designer or something that, you know, is hungry for an opportunity. And then you're also helping someone else out, you know, in the process. And then they're also helping your presentation out as a whole. And who knows, you could also develop a really cool relationship, you know, with it under the graphic designer. Um, I know that this is kind of going way out of like the the, no, of the question, but, really it, topic, but it is like a loaded question in a lot of ways. Um, so there's a lot of things to elaborate on in, in um, you know, in that source. So, you know, um, if you can find people that can also get your vision and, you know, work and build a team around that, whether that's a publicist to the graphic designers, to your recording team, to, you know, your live, to, you know, the to like, you know, your live music team and everything as well, you know, think about all these things because they're all equally as important as the rest of the song that you're trying to make. Well, I've got something big to add to that as well. So just, yeah. um, I mean, first off, next week on the Being in a Band podcast, which is the name of my podcast, I'm actually bringing my own band, The Last Martyr. I just saw Ricky um, jump in as well, who's a bass player. Um, and we actually talk about how we plan out our finances. And Vin um, takes care, um, Vin, my drummer, takes care of a lot of the planning and like actual calculation aspect. He's got like this killer spreadsheet. So we are able to forecast how much things are going to cost we have calculated how much money we need to put aside each per week in order to achieve the things that we want to do. But in saying that, I love what you said, Jaden, about establishing relationships with creatives to bring onto your team. We have a very close relationship with Dave from Her Name is Murder, who did our last three videos and the visualizer that is coming out on Friday. And 
of course, when you're, um, I mean, his, uh, his aesthetic really matches what we want to achieve, which is why we worked with him so many times. I've also known him for like 10 years and really, and he and I are very like creative and work together very well, but because we have that relationship, because we have chosen to support him, he gives us like a really great deal on anything that we want to do with him now. Wasn't mm-hmm. always that way, but now that we worked with him a few times, um, you know, we get discounts and same with our PR person who's managing and he, he won't at all. He's got his own business podcast. Um, Curtis from C squared PR, who does all our global PR. He's done all our PR for free because I've helped him out in other areas just you know, just because I wanted to. And it's kind of like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And yeah, buy me a coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, you, I, I guess all of this to say, like you get back what you put out as well. So sometimes uh, like choosing to invest in yourself also means supporting other people in the arts and we can all kind of support each other. Um, and then you can find yourself opportunities where like me, I can just be like, Hey, Curtis, new single. And he's like, yes, yeah, sweet. Send me, I'll write the press release and do everything for him, but he'll manage sending it out and whatnot to his contacts and, you know, all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I just wanted to kind of um, mention that as well, that like, it may seem like, Oh my God, do we have to spend this much? Like every single time we release? Well, not always like, yeah. Yeah. You, you can always find ways around it you know in um in in that regard but it also you know develops like you know um, there also needs to be a mutual respect there as well you know you want to value your team accordingly you don't ever want to like you know cut them down you know and just go oh you know that two hundred dollars that two hundred dollar uh job that you did for this merchandise we've got 25 bucks here you go it takes your time like you know like you definitely don't want to do stuff like that by any means but like you know if you, if, but yeah, it's, it, it's like you said, scratch, scratch my back, scratch yours, you know, kind of, kind of mentality there. And, um, you know, um, the more that you keep delivering that consistency and stuff, it, it does, um, create like a really strong bond and relationship and also dependency and trust as well. Yeah. Um, you know, for the long term, you know, and, uh, there are so many people that I am very, um, um, stoked, to, you know, uh, and, and comfortable working with that. I just know I've always got my back, you know, whenever I need it, you know, uh, coach Cantelli is one example of that, you know, whenever I've got a band that I've just picked up and, you know, uh, we want to work on their live show. I call Steve pretty much like the week of discovering the band. <laughs> Normally, to be, to be fair, Jaden, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for you. Do you know what I mean? So like there is that mutual respect that we've had for each other. Like, you know, Jaden basically put me in this job back in 2013 before I even knew. Uh, he saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And, you know, um, over the years, we've developed a lot of bands together um, and we've had that mutual respect where, you know, like I'll be like, hey, there's this great new artist, you might want to check them out. And Jaden will be like, hey, I've got this great new artist, I need you to work with them. And that back and forth, and that's also in the last 18 months, also been happening with Monica as well. Um, you build, you know, you build these relationships and this is what it's all about. Um, you know, this is you, yeah, you can do things by yourself, but you'll be much happier incorporating people that become friends. Yeah. Um, it's as simple as that, you know, it's, you can do it all yourself and it might cost less to do it yourself, but I guarantee you'll have a better time doing it with people you like. If I could drop the mic, which I don't want to, like, 
I definitely have to say like, you know, it's not about the destination. It's actually about the friends you make along the way and the memories that you make along the way. And, you know, um, I'm very proud to say that Steve is a big part of that journey for me personally. Um, and, you know, Monica, I hope that's the same with us as well in the near future as well. I'm very excited about Martyr and, and everything that, you know, the band is achieving and everything, um, you know, and just you as a person, it's just a joy to be around you, um, you know, but like, you know, it, it's crazy to think that like, you know, we didn't really even meet until like, you know, maybe two years ago, you know, um, and I think that was at like good things or something. And like, you know, I think it was you, me, Ricky and Sebastian just all hanging out, you know, and then like, that was the first time that we had been acquainted. Like, it's just crazy, you know, how things can change. But like, I love good stories like that. Nice. Samantha says, do you find with Spotify ads, they make less sense also because they are auto-targeted to people who don't have a premium account? It's such a cold pitch. Yeah. I mean, any sort of ads or most apart from like retargeted Facebook ads are going to be a cold pitch, but you do have the ability with Spotify ads to target just like any sort of advertising. Otherwise the platform just wouldn't be effective and no one would use it. So you do have the ability to put in similar artists. Um, but like I said, Spotify ads are expensive. So they'd kind of be last on my list. Um, I've definitely had Spotify ads work for me personally and clients and stuff. Um, but then sometimes they can be hit and miss, um, as well. So yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately is going to be a cold pitch, but the idea of like Spotify ads and like most ads is to, reach people who are going to be interested in you and then draw them in to at a point where you're building a relationship with them via social media. Once you have the relationship and the trust, that's going to convert them to customers. So where people go wrong with ads is they try and like target, say, let's just use like a Facebook ad for an example, try and target, Hey, buy my vinyl, um, to a cold audience who has never heard of you. And that's going to be ineffective. Um, you have to keep like a customer journey in mind, which is exposure. They have to discover you. You have to attract people. It's like ABC attract B is build relationships. C is convert to customers. So if you think of it like that in like, you're not trying to make sales with Spotify or make sales with um, Facebook ads or whatever, you're just trying to attract uh, peak people's interest. And then that's when you go, boom, here's the social media content, here's the PR, here's the credibility, you build upon that. And then all of a sudden people are invested in what you're doing. They're paying more attention to your music and then they buy your shit. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.